0: Hello. With tupping around the corner, preparation is the key to a successful and productive season. In this podcast, molecare Farm Vets Alice Coppin harris and Steph Patel emphasise the importance of paying close attention to the often overlooked rams, explaining what five T's you should be checking before tupping. They also discuss flock ratios, ewe and ram nutrition and optimum body condition scores. This is a really interesting conversation, so let's waste no more time and get straight into it. I'm your host, Seth Conway, and thanks once again for joining us on the Mole Valley Farmers Podcast. So we're now well into the summer period and we're back with vets Alice and Steph to discuss what our sheep farmers should be thinking about at this time of year. So what can we expect to hear about today?
1: Yeah, so today we'll be talking about the importance of sort of MOTing your rams, and um, and what this involves, really, um, and why, and, you know, the importance of doing this. Um, and we'll also talk about new nutrition between weaning and tapping to uh, optimise fertility going forward to the next sort of mating mating season, really. I love the
0: idea of MOTing a ram. So you mentioned that ram, MOT, checking over your rams pre-breeding. Why is examining the ram so important?
2: So ram is basically 50% of your flock. Uh, and Easily, ram care has often been overlooked or quite often done at the last minute. So if we go back into a bit of sort of physiology and we think about how long sperm production takes, and that's about seven to eight weeks. So if you've got any disease or inflammation or fever during this period, that is going to affect your sperm production. So knowing that piece of information, we now need to think about when we need to examine those rams, and really it should be at around 10 weeks before tupping, so before they go to the use um and also there's this is the reason why so if you choose to have your rams vasectomized which is known as sort of creating a teaser ram this is why it needs to be done eight weeks prior to that because we don't want those rams to be serving the yeast a whilst then is uh involved in this
1: checkup so yeah obviously we call it this ram mot um and as steph mentioned it should be done 10 weeks prior to topping just to allow time to correct any any problems that we might find um and an easy way to remember what we check for is to remember the five t's so that's teeth toes testicles tone and then treat as well um so obviously as we just said it consists of teeth um so that's going to be making sure the teeth are all aligned well we don't want any undershot or overshot jaws or gaps in the teeth or missing teeth anything that you know might be causing problems with eating and taking on enough nutrients um Molar abscesses as well. So these can be felt along the jawline on both sides um, and any problems encountered in this in this part will obviously, it's going to affect body condition score that we'll talk about later on um, and any infection is going to have a detrimental effect on sperm production as well as the kind of you know, health and welfare and how those rounds are feeling. Um, and then toes. So we want to check their general gait, their legs, their locomotion, examine all four feet for any signs of disease, you know, foot rot, skull, cod, um, cod, anything really. Um, and then correct those as required.
0: Well, that's two of the uh, T's down. Let's go to Steph for the third T, and we've given you the balls, uh, Steph, testicles.
2: What about those? So actually, these are one of the most important T's to check, as you can imagine. So you want to be examining the whole scrotal sac and also each testicle within them. So we're basically checking for firmness, and a good comparison for that would be it should feel like a flexed bicep, so soft testicles are a big no-no and that ram is definitely not going to be fertile enough if those testicles are too soft those the testicles should be basically free from any lumps or bumps um and definitely when we're talking about testicles size matters so it's good to get into practice of measuring them so any rams that sort of before breeding and prior to purchase they should be measured and they should fit a specific measurement so for a mature ram of lowland breeds they should be exceeding 36 centimetres and for any hill ones 34 and if they're shearlings so younger rams then we're looking for a lowland to be exceeding 32 centimetres or a hill 30 centimetres. So if you're thinking of purchasing rams for the breeding season then that's quite a quick and easy way to just make sure you are going to be
1: buying a fertile ram.
0: Good information. And then back to you, Alice, for the final teas.
1: So, yeah, the last two, tone. Um, so rams are going to need to be fit and not too fat to work. You know, you want them in prime condition, really. Um, so a body condition score of 3.5 to 4, um, but with good spine covering will ensure they're up to the job. You know, you want them to be nice and lean and strong for the job, but we obviously want them to have a bit of reserve. So when they're kind of, you know, hard at work, so to speak, Um and then the last one is treat. So uh, vaccinations up to date. Obviously, this isn't so much of a treatment, more of a prevention. But it's making sure you've got all any all these sort of things on board. So um, your clostridial and pasturella vaccines. Um, make sure that's you know up to date, well in advance of tapping, Um And then treat any ailments as well that you've discovered during the MOT, um, or make arrangements. For example, if you need to, if you need to get some more in, if you, if they're not up to the job. It's a good thing to remember
0: five Ts take you through this process um, is there anything else then that can be done to optimize the Ram's condition before he's sent into
2: work? So as you'd probably expect uh, nutrition does play an influence and plays a part on influence sperm quality and quantity. So with these rams you want to be feeding them a high protein diet ten weeks before tubbing. so around about 500 grams of an 18 percent crude protein. And we would really encourage to split these feeds, if possible, into a couple of different feeds just to sort of prevent a bit of an acidosis. And it's been shown to basically improve semen quality and quantity. However, you probably would want to check your magnesium and calcium levels before feeding because you want to avoid those sort of urinary calculi, you know, the stones, and you don't want to get a blocked ram uh, from the back of feeding a sort of a, a large amount of protein.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think another thing as well as nutrition is um, you know making sure they the rams can stay cool um, and the testicles stay cool as well with that. So as our summers are now sort of getting hotter but for longer, um, degeneration of the testicular tissue can actually occur from the heat itself. Um, so the scrotal sac has a lot of sweat glands on it, which can help keep the testicles cool um, when there's a bit of a breeze through evaporation. But obviously you can't just count on this um, because if they're lying down, Um, They'll get hot and then heat is transferred to the testicles from the body as well. Um, And all of this is going to raise the temperature of the testicles. So which should normally be a degree or two cooler than the body anyway. Um, And as this temperature rises, you're basically cooking them. Um, So, again, that's another reason to be fit and not fat, um, because obviously fat is going to add insulation and increase this temperature more so. um, And making sure they're shorn as well in plenty of time and ensuring there's lots of shade available as well um, can just help. Keep them cool and, and keep those testicles at the right temperature.
0: So, we now know how to check the ram over, make sure he's in the best condition. But it's a question I suppose many people do think about how many ewes can you expect each ram to serve? And how many rams then should people be using per, per their flock?
2: That's a really good question and is often overlooked or not maybe thought about as much as it should be. So, as sort of, I guess, quite predictably, a ram lamb is only a young young little ram lamb, so they're only capable of serving up to 25 ewes, whereas a mature ram can serve sort of anything between 50 to 75, sometimes more, sometimes even up to 100, but they have to be sort of a really active, strong, fertile ram. So to be on the safe side, we'll probably say to stick within that ratio. What I can also can be forgotten is if the ewes are synchronised, so if you're using a teaser or you're synchronising them with with hormones, uh, you're gonna have a lot more ewes cycling at the same time. So you really need to have enough RAM power to the number of ewes that are cycling. So in that sort of scenario you really want to have one RAM to twenty ewes. And almost you may even want to have a sort of a few excess rams, a few backup RAMs in case, you know, one goes lame or one becomes ill. At least you can pull that one out to be able to put another one in. Those Rams are busy boys, aren't they? <laughs>
0: Mulcare Farm Vets are here to help their farming clients to thrive, become more resilient and to support their businesses to grow with the health and welfare of the animals at the core. Their dedicated team of experienced veterinary professionals work in collaboration with nutritionists, agronomists and registered animal medicine advisors and cover a wide area across Devon. If you'd like more information, then please call 01392 347 240. That's 01392 347 240. So that's the ram's cupboard, but what should we be thinking about when it comes to the ewes in the summer months?
1: So summer, you know, for most of our ewes is going to be this critical period um, between weaning and mating. So you'll be taking those lambs off them um, and giving them a chance to kind of recover and and repair themselves, I guess, in a way, um, prior to mating, just they're in optimal condition. Um, And so... Because it is this vital vital period, we need to make sure they 're sitting at the right body condition score um, to optimize fertility and ovulation so after all you know we 're aiming for four, for seventy five percent of our use to hold their first cycle. So in order to do this, we need to make sure they're as fit and healthy as possible through, you know, body condition scoring. We, we talk about it probably in most podcasts about sheep we've done. Um, but weaning itself is, is a perfect opportunity to get a hand on every ewe and body condition score them. Um, and then you can use this information to manage them accordingly and get them to the right body condition score before mating. So at weaning, we're aiming for a body condition score of two for your hill and upland breeds and then a score of 2.5 for lowland breeds. Um, and then once you've got those scores, you know, anything, we can split the the group then into three sort of management groups. So the lean, the fit and the fat rather than the good, bad and the ugly, I suppose. Um, and then we can, you know, manage those going forward. So ideally then at mating or topping, we want them to reach body condition score of 2.5, 3 and 3.5. So again, that's your hill, upland and lowland breeds in that order. Um, and so making sure we wean with plenty of time to alter this if needed. Um, that's going to be one of the key points there as well
0: as you say body condition score important for so many things um so if you're having to feed the ewes up or slim them down does it matter when weaning takes place
2: yes definitely weaning is um, critical really at that time to as Alice said to be body condition scoring them uh, as we probably mentioned before you know it takes a long time for them to create their body condition score so sheep, should have sort of a 10 to 12 week long sort of dry period between weaning and tupping. And it's basically for this reason. So as we've said again, again, basically it takes around six to eight weeks and on good quality forage for a ewe to gain just one unit of body conditioner scoring. So if you've got really thin news, you've really got to sort of calculate backwards how long it's going to take you before she reaches that target and um, she has to gain basically the equivalent of 10 to 13 percent of that body weight so it means that for those ewes who have been struggling and are on quite a low body condition early weanings can give them the best possible chance to catch up especially as these lambs aren't really draining them um, of milk and really also by 12 weeks lambs shouldn't be you know taking in too much milk they're going to be mainly on forage then so it's sort of perfect timing to be taking them, those lambs away from them so you can prioritise that ewe health and condition. Knowing that you're going to have to have some ewes to feed up, it's important that you sort of take that into account for your grazing platform because those those leaner ewes will be require, requiring 30% more dry matter and will be needing to be put on high quality forage. So it's just something about forward planning really there.
1: Yeah, and sort of prioritising as well, isn't it? It's like your ewes then rather than the lambs. So, you know, optimising, putting your ewes that need it on that, highest quality forage rather than your lambs for say for those last sort of those that critical period I think.
2: Yeah definitely it's it's your main focus there should also be on your ewes and not sort of leaving them in the field and forgetting about them before you need to put them back to the ram. So I guess in contrast to those thinner ewes you've got the you know there'll be some fatter ewes there who are probably of body condition score of four or above at weaning and really you need to gradually slim them down but this really needs to be done sort of six weeks before mating, otherwise it can have a negative impact on your on the follicular development, so on the ovaries of those ewes, and all will affect the quality of the eggs and early fetal development.
0: All of this just goes to show, doesn't it, that weight management and body condition scoring is really important through this process.
1: So what we're trying to achieve really by the correct body condition scores and things is we're trying to optimise fertility um, and therefore production, and this really comes down to quality of the follicles on the ovaries um, and then the ovulation rate. So the follicles themselves have this underlying maturation cycle of four to five months, which is actually a really long time. Um, and means facility can be affected by body condition score and the nutritional plane of the ewe, um, and obviously stressful events and other things um, for as much as you know six months before breeding. So that's actually quite a long time, and that's half the year that it's going to have this impact on the quality of the eggs at the at that mating. Um, and so getting that body condition score right is vital really and this has been shown in studies so um, where you know user, um have been weaning at body condition score of two or below and though even though they've then caught up well so to speak by achieving this body condition score of, of a three at mating they still had lower um, lower than expected scanning results and that's because although they managed to hit that target of body condition score because they had so much catching up to do the quality of that follicle um, of that egg, then it will will be poorer, uh, and this will affect you know the quality of the fetus going forward and and the conception rate and everything like that. So yeah, there's a lot to lots can, um lots to take into account really. What
0: if farmers are just thinking, you know, let's just flush the ewes? Will that make up for lost time, so to
2: speak? So flushing basically involves feeding the ewe a uh, diet high in energy and protein for the last few weeks before tupping, but this should really only be seen as a short term fix when they fail to sort of reach their body condition score for mating, there also appears to be a limit to the positive effect of of doing that. And that really just depends on the ewes' current body condition. So they've done a bit of trial work and they found that flushing ewes that are scoring four above on body condition, that, that didn't really improve any conception rates. So uh, to be honest, that's probably basically a waste of feed for those ones that are sort of sitting around that score. Whereas if you're flushing them and they're sort of on the thin side and they're below, you know, a number two, then that had no effect on scanning results. So really what that's saying is that if you're going to flush them nutritionally, then your biggest impact will lie on news that are between two and four body condition. And this is where you really should be already targeting yourself your frock to, to be getting them at that point to tapping. So it's it's not a quick fix at all. Um, it's just sort of enhancing it, really. Uh, so we need to be basically careful uh, to not flush the ewes that are either too thin because then you're going to be at risk of pushing lean ewes and especially older ones to have really high ovulation rates which will result in triplets, and that will definitely lead to more problems later in pregnancy such as more metabolic diseases, twin lamb disease, which is something you definitely don't want to be seeing in your flock or too many cases of. No, absolutely
0: not. Um, as much as anything, preparedness... Is the message that we are giving here, um, and just to recap then when should we be seeing this change in body condition score?
1: So as we sort of said, you know one just a change of one unit of body condition score can take up to six to eight weeks um, but generally, we'd recommend once you've done your initial body condition score and they're set into those little management groups, you should be checking them every you know two to three weeks ideally just to make sure they're still in the right management group um and obviously if they are then in the in the right body condition score they can change groups kind of thing um but you know if you're not seeing any gain in condition after a month and they're on the good, they're right forage and everything else is you know fine worm counts etc um then you know you might need to investigate why they're not gaining the condition that they need to um and in which case we'd always obviously recommend you call your vet in at this point um and have a chat really about what other, what else could be going on Um, not just nutritionally but you know whether there's any other metabolic things going on or uh, mineral deficiencies things like that so you know you might think about supplementing them with cobalt and selenium both of these can affect um, fertility as well Um, so over supplementation of course is always no benefit and it's just a bit of waste of money but cobalt deficiency um, will reduce egg quality and lower the ovulation rate as well um, and selenium deficiency as well can cause um, insufficiency, um, infertility. rather. So, yeah, it's always worth phoning your vet to have a chat about all of these extra things that might be going on. If, um, if you're thinking you're doing everything right and it's, you're still not seeing results, then there might be something else going on.
0: Thanks ever so much for listening. If you'd like more information about Mole Care Farm Vets, then visit molecarevetservices.com. That's molecarevetservices.com. Or give them a call. Their number is 01392 347 240. That's 01392 347 240. And until next time, I'll speak to you soon.